Hi folks, I'm Alan Watts and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 26th of June 2016. Now tonight I'm going to, I don't know how long I'll talk actually because my voice is coming and going and it hasn't been quite right as you all know after, since the accident I had, well, uh, the massive illness I had and it hasn't over yet by the way, uh, I've got a lot of treatment to go through yet if I can get it but it's, um, at least I'm not in the hospital at the moment and I'm still kicking as they say but I've got to watch because the voice comes and goes um, and uh, I definitely <laughs> shredded a bit my vocal cords when uh, that hemorrhaging started with the combination of three different infections hit me at once and that incredible foreign super flu that really got me going and brought it all to a head. But anyway, we're, uh, I just want to mention tonight that uh, I might not talk the whole hour because um, for the last oh, ages actually, uh, I just can't sleep at night at all, and uh, I've got so much to do and get done uh, during the day, get any time and things like that, that um, things are imperative to be done before I can start taking the treatments, which are pretty drastic actually, at home, uh, because once I'm on them, uh, uh, anything can happen, you may be sick every other day sort of thing, until... It's all over with, and uh, you're better. So, but uh, so, and the things that have to get done, I've got to get in and do, sort of thing, somehow. Before, and I mean, very, very, very shortly, like immediately. <laughs> so anyway, uh, forgive me if I I don't prattle on too long right at the moment. So I'm sure you understand, and I won't go over through what happened uh, to me again because a lot of folk was a skip uh, a show here and a show there. They don't know what happened, but. Uh, as I say, it was rather drastic, and it was a near thing, very, very near indeed. And uh, it wasn't something to be brushed off lightly. It can't be brushed off lightly, because it isn't over yet. Now I just want to talk t- tonight about the Brexit vote, and how it isn't all over yet. don't think it is, because um, so much was riding on this whole uh, decision if there had been a, a yes vote to stay in, there'd be no hullabaloo about uh, the union, of course, by those who control it all and profit from it too. Uh, it would just go on as usual and, and it would also set in concrete the fact that you'd never get another vote again for anybody, basically. But because it went the other way from Britain, uh, then, uh, of course, all the howling started because there's much, much more to this whole union idea than what people think. Most folk are pretty ignorant about its whole history and how long it took a minority to take over basically the whole of Europe, you know. And, and it, it worked awfully effectively eventually. And they're, and they're tyrannical. You, you can see this minority's techniques they've used in, when they had the Soviet Union being placed and used inside this EU, this super EU. It's, it's like Marxism on steroids. And um, it's completely sexist, racist as well, uh, as they flood and openly flood Europe with uh, uh, foreign immigrants, massive amounts of them, young men, and openly say it's to eliminate the European male, etc., across uh, Europe, especially Germany. 
which really is uh, a form of genocide, you understand, it, literally by law. It, that is, it comes under genocide when, you, when you're going to eradicate a whole culture, basically. That's fact. That's fact. And breed them out of existence. But of course, they never, they'll never come out and just say that to you. They're nice people. It was, they've got the best interests of themselves. I mean, sorry, everybody else at heart, you know. But of course, when you belong to any system, even in the U.S. or Canada or anywhere else, big nations, big, big territory nations, different provinces or states, uh, centralization, as Marx said, is the key to the control of the system. And uh, the system, as I say, is run by a small group. Often not the politicians that you see. In fact, generally, it's, it's never the politicians that you see. It's the ones who put the politicians in and who bought and paid for those politicians to be in the first place. And the politicians, most of them, know it. Absolutely. So, you have corruption has no opposition once you have centralization of power, basically. If you can't go to a council that's got power over you, you can't travel on foot even, and say a day or two days maximum, uh, something's wrong. And once you've got something over the water somewhere, or even across the other side of the continent, uh, it could be, uh, as I say, in the US or Canada or something, then uh, the little province, the outskirting little province, is not going to have a much of a say and its voice won't be heard, which means your voice won't be heard, but you're still paying all the money that everybody else is paying into it. But uh, then they'll tell you, oh, we're too busy to listen to your little problems right now. And they can't relate to you anyway. And apart from that, they all, they'll always become, if they're not immediately, eventually corrupt. That's just the way it goes. Big business, lobbyists, uh, they, they have instant access to the politicians that you think you, you pretend that you vote in. And the, the and the, the politicians spend most of their time uh, to see anybody from outside. It's always the lobbyists to see. And if you think that's just a handshake and always oh, good business for for the for, come on, wake up for God's sake, wake up. Hmm? Brussels doesn't listen to the, the problems of anybody else outside its own immediate area. It's not a democratic system. The Commission rules the whole darn lot. And most folk don't even get to know who comprises this strange secretive commission. So it was never intended to be democratic. It's, it's tyrannical, absolutely tyrannical, right down to... And when, you, you, when literally laws are enacted that you can't say anything about your own extermination in the countries that you and generations and ancestors have, have lived in and died in, when you can't say anything... And you're called not nasty names for, for not wanting, like anybody else, like incoming Muslims, they're very proud of their traditions, their religion, their, their background, their ancestry. You can't remember what George Orwell said when he warned us of this system coming in. He says, some are more equal than others in such utopias. And... If you mention that, you're called all kinds of nasty names and you might even be put in a slammer. That's tyranny that you're under. Tyranny. And this commission is utterly corrupt. Utterly corrupt. There's 21,000 lobbyists in Brussels around the parliament. 
with their hands out. And it's all taxpayers' money. For their own special interests. And the taxpayer has no say in anything at all. At all. So anyway, people who think it's, it's over and done with, no, it's not. In Britain, if they really want to. And I know there's enough people in, in Britain that do want out. I mean, even if it admitted Scotland and Northern Ireland had more terrifying scenarios given out to them if they left it. Uh, and, and, and that's why they've just made it enough to try and stay in the European Union. They're terrified. Fear and terror keeps folk in it. But the majority of people through the polls and so on who actually voted this way and that way, I've got the, 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 the thing broken down here from one of the big pollsters in Britain, this, the main one actually, they say it's pretty accurate. Gives you a breakdown of the age groups and who voted for what. They found that uh, the younger people, mainly in universities, uh, who are, are right at the, at the epitome, they're, they're right at the forefront of massive indoctrination. I've given talks on that before. From university studies on their own indoctrination of of politics and and agendas on in the students because that's what they're mainly doing in universities now. Um, they, they voted to stay in, you see. But the working class folk who've been shafted a thousand times here uh, really are all for getting out of the union, absolutely. And Nigel Farage made a little quip in one of his talks. Just a little bit of saying, and maybe the British people can now get access to, to their own health care, basically. Because for years and years, they've been paying for everybody else's health care that came in. And then once they were fixed up, they're out again. It was like a shopping thing. <laughs> Free health care. And the British folk were, were, were literally, who, who'd spent their whole life paying into it, and the, and the elderly couldn't get the treatments. It's disgusting. Disgusting. Again, some are more equal than others in such utopia, I say. Tony Blair made a, uh, uh, a law, basically, to, for the whole system of healthcare to immediately take in and put the top of the list all folk coming in from countries in the EU, and, and including, I'm sorry to say, and it's not, it's not racist by saying the truth that was in the papers, it was, it was published by all the top papers. But he said to, to put even gypsies at the top. But meanwhile, I've, how many talks have I given over the years where the folk, there's folk dying in their homes in Britain because they can't afford the heat in the winter. And many of them couldn't get on the, they can't get the top priority in, in the hospitals for any kind of treatment as they get older. It's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting and how people can, sh- can shut up about it and, and be politically correct beats me. Oh, I'll be good, politically correct, and no one can say anything about me. They won't call me any nasty names. There's nothing nasty. I don't care what kind of nasty name they're going to use on you. The fact is, fact is fact. And it's time we started using facts. When you cannot say facts anymore, you better find another planet to live on. Because you're under the, the worst tyranny you can ever have. Let's be honest about it. 
Now, there'll be a massive onslaught, uh, and they'll, tr- they'll immediately go to all their different laws uh, that you can't back out, yada, yada, etc. They'll try all the, the dirty tricks because there's a lot more than just Europe uh, sitting on this thing. Who set up the European uh, Commission in the first place? Who set up this whole idea of an amalgamated Europe? Hmm? It's very old, this idea. And who benefits from it? But here's, an, uh, I mean, here's some parts of the truth, too, from Paul Craig Roberts from the 24th of June. The EU and NATO are evil institutions. Now, this guy isn't using the usual rubbish, I say, of, of massive, uh, you know, um, fear-mongering. He's very cool and calm and collected. He doesn't use showmanship and, and you know, and um, showbiz to get anything out there. Sensationalism, running on emotion. It just says what it is. He's bright and intelligent. The EU and NATO are evil institutions. These two institutions are mechanisms created by who? By Washington. In order to destroy the sovereignty of European peoples. Now, would the average American want that? They're completely ignorant of it. Who's who running them? It says, these two institutions give Washington control over the Western world and serve both as cover and enabler of Washington's aggression. Without the EU and NATO, the military wing of the UN, Washington could not force Europe and the UK into conflict with Russia. And Washington could not have destroyed seven Muslim countries in 15 years without being isolated as a hated war criminal government, no member of whom could have travelled abroad without being arrested and put on trial. Clearly the press troop media lied about the polls in order to discourage the Leave vote. But it didn't work. The British people have always been the font of liberty. Well, eventually they, they, they were getting there for sure. It says it was the historic achievement of the British that transformed law into a shield of the people from a weapon in the hands of the state and gave accountable government to the world. The British, or a majority of them, understood that the EU is a dictatorial governing mechanism in which power is in the hands of unaccountable people and in which law can easily be used as a weapon in the hands of unaccountable government. And that's utter terrifying tyranny. And that's what we've seen, let's be honest about things for a long time now, when you're told, shut up, shut up, shut up, the mantra, be good, shut up. And it's going to get worse, all this, this, you know, thought crime, speech crime, everything. Washington, in an effort to, it means intellectual crime, really, because, I mean, it's a crime to your own brain if you can't ask questions of just genuine curiosity, because you're after truth of all kinds. Washington, in an effort to save his power over Europe, launched a campaign willingly joined by prostitutes and the brainwashed left wing. I wouldn't say they're so brain. I think a lot of them really are fanatics who are well-paid, awfully well-paid for their role in it. Anyway, who flocked to the 1% banner that presented the effort to preserve British liberty and sovereignty as racism. First thing out their mouths. 
the slogans that are meant to cow you into, oh my God, they've called me a nasty name. It says, this dishonest campaign shows beyond all doubt that Washington and its media whores have no regard whatsoever for liberty and the sovereignty of peoples. Now, I hope the average American is listening to that because it's time they had an awfully good look at what their policies run by this, this, this ongoing clique of, of it doesn't matter who changes government, it's the same bunch behind it who, who put them in and pay them off because the same agendas go on. What was it that, that um, you find that Jefferson said? You'll know you're under tyranny when the same, the same I mean, agendas, basically, are continued even when the House, or the, you know, meaning the, 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 the actual elected government, changes parties, that's what he meant. When it changes, it says, and the same agendas continue. You'll know you're under tyranny. That's what he said. Read his writings, folks. It says, the British people, or a majority of them, gave Washington the bird, but the fight is not over. He didn't, he didn't say the U.S. He's, he's not hitting the U.S. He's talking about what's running the U.S., and the monopolists. See, but the fight isn't over. Perhaps it hasn't really yet begun. Now, here's the re- realistic guy again. Here's what the British can likely expect. The Federal Reserve, European Central Bank, Bank of Japan and George Soros will conspire to attack the British pound. They will definitely do that, you see. Terrify the people. Punish them, terrify them until they beg to get back in. Driving it down and terrorizing the British economy. You I mean, that's just already started it. And I'm sure they discussed it before it happened, you see. Their, all their strategies and their plans. We will see who is the strongest, the will of the British people, or the will of the CIA, the 1%, and the EU, and the neocon Nazis. You see? And then... He says, the coming attack on the British economy is the reason that leaves supporters such as Boris Johnson are mistaken in their belief that there is no need for haste in in exiting the EU. The longer it takes for the British to escape from the authoritarian EU, the longer Washington and the EU can inflict punishment on the the British people for voting to leave, and the more time the prostitutes will have to convince the British people that their vote was a mistake. As the vote is uh, non-binding... A cowardly and cowed parliament could reject the vote. Cameron should step down immediately, not months from now in October, and the British government should tell the EU that the British people's decision is implemented now, not in two years, and that all political and legal relationships terminated as of the vote. Otherwise, in two years, the British will be so beat down by punishments and propaganda that their vote will be overturned. And it goes on and on and on. But this is dead on. It's dead on. And I'm reading this because he summed up exactly what I've been thinking. You see? Saves me the time. I don't have the time at the moment. Too many pressing (laughs) uh, things to think about. Very important things, too. Personal things. Even like getting sleep. I can't sleep at night anymore. And this other article by Paul Craig Roberts, too. I'll put the links all up tonight too, uh, on on uh, more on Brexit and so on by Paul Craig Roberts and what he says about it. Um, 
He's a member of the British Army, said that 90% of the lads in his unit voted to leave. They voted to exit because they do not believe they should be involved in Washington's wars. He's been careful too, I know he is, by saying Washington's wars. He said that his unit agreed that the wars were uh, wars are dictated by Washington via Brussels and not by the British people. And isn't it the truth? Aren't the wars too dictated by Washington on the, the, in the, the U.S. people? Uh, really, it's not dictated by them either. He also said that the soldiers were taking their own pen to the ballot box because they only used pencils at the polls and they could be rubbed out and changed. And that's true, that came over uh, the air at the time. It says, uh, yeah, they're actually giving them pencils to try to rub them. There's that much corruption involved. So he voted to exit, and they were trying to change it after you walked out the booth. Richie Allen, London, a radio presenter in Manchester, England, said that, that as an Irishman, he remembers how the Irish vote against the EU was overturned when the people rejected the Lisbon Treaty and that already in England they have begun talking about the possibility that the EU will come back with a better offer. In other words, the exit vote is not being treated as meaningful. And they give you the link there for the guest column. The campaign to undermine the vote, you see, by Richie Allen. This is Anders Stephen Lendman reports the propaganda is already in high gear with David Cameron setting the tone by emphasising how happy the vote has surely made Putin and ISIS. See, that's the, this is your psychological warfare right into it, you see. Somehow these two deadly enemies are happy, supposedly, over the same thing. It's a joke. See, the self-hating Russian Gary Kasparov said Brexit was perfect gift for Vladimir Putin. As Britain's exit leaves the EU a weakened institution with less power to confront Putin's assaults on Europe's borders. What assaults, Gary? <laughs> it says here, what assaults? Yeah, I mean, do you see Putin assaulting Europe's borders? Isn't it that the U.S. is kind of uh, hemming in Russia? Former U.S. Ambassador to Russia Michael McFaul is shocked. Shocked, it says. The U.S. and the EU lost. Putin wins. See, this is propaganda. It's showing you what they're putting out already, you see. So, of course, the, the, the vote had nothing to do with Putin and Russia, or Russia, but the liars are going to try and make the British feel that they were they betrayed England and gave Russia power over Europe. Russian spokesman Dmitry Peskov replied to the, to the nonsense. He says, we're accustomed to the Russian factor, as they call it, as the explanation of all events in the universe. The British people might uh, think uh, that they're going out of the EU, but they're not. Since they have a long, hard fight ahead, Washington and the British political and media establishments that serve Washington are not going to let them leave that easily, you see. There's no doubt about it. I did that easily, because that's what it is. Uh, because, you see, the, in the Lisbon Treaty, it was meant to really legally tie them in in a spider web of laws. Um, Article 50 in the Lisbon Treaty, uh, that's why that was put in there. And again, they'll, they'll even change it, because most of the public don't have copies. So they'll change it and say, oh, see, it says in here you can't leave at all. And then they'll say, oh, you, you can't leave without the, the, the consent of all the different nations that are involved. And rubbish like that. Rubbish. Now, as I say, I'll put three articles up by Paul Craig Roberts, just to let you know um, what's, what's all about.
And I also put up Article 50 and why it's, it is so deliberately vague. But again, don't believe everything you read either, because there's a lot of folk you'll, you'll think may be on one side or another, because they could be on another side altogether as they write stuff. I mean, everything is so deceptive today. Everything, folks. Everything is so de- is full of deception. You have to think for yourself on everything. But um, I do remember where another communist uh, became the premier of Ontario in Canada years ago. And uh, he himself, was Bob Ray in fact, but he himself uh, said at the end, you know, when they were voted out with the, 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 this ultra-left wing system you had in, and a long history to his family too, by the way, you could, you could delve into, it's awfully interesting. And um, at the end of all, he said, he said, when he was getting kicked out, basically, uh, and, and they'd left a massive debt that wasn't here before, naturally, you know. Uh, he said that if they try to undo all the laws that he'd put through, he says we, we, they'd spent so much time getting hiring lawyers and so much of, obviously, the, the taxpayers' money, law after, and try to bind all the changes he'd made in so that he said it could take 50 years to try and undo. And that's how they, they make up these laws, you see, and the same as the EU. The, the way to get out of the EU is, uh, is, is get paper copies of everything, uh, get a good bonfire going and, and, and burn them all, or tear them up in front of the TV, it's even better, you know. Have, have, a, have two weeks sawed, 24 hours a day, if, in tearing up law number so on, ripped up, ripped up, ripped up, ripped up. That'd be really good. Good. That'd be good stuff. Then you see it's gone. That's how you get rid of things. Because I'm telling you, this is serious, serious stuff here. I mean, you're looking at the end and of targeted nations. And as I say, of people that are put down for genocide. That's what that is, folks. And they've been awfully vocal lately about it, haven't they? Haven't they? From the ultra-left especially the, the feminist groups that run, seem to be running in Germany, they've been awfully vocal about that. And unfortunately, well, to them, it's, it's come back on them. I think that had a lot to do with it too. They were just too cocky about it all. <laughs> ay, 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 ay. Anyway, as I say, there'd be a lot. The only way you do it is get out right away. You can't haggle with this thing and say, okay, we'll take one thing. No, no, get out now. Tear them up. Get Cameron right out. Get the parties out that, that under Cameron. Get them out. Because you'll have to go alone uh, for a while. And yeah, they're going to they're going to come back against you with everything they can think of to punish you and get you to your knees. This is warfare, folks. Warfare. Starving countries. And hey, come on. Have we seen who's been doing that for a long? The UN has very selective in who they're feeding. And then when you go into the places they're supposed to be sending the food, it's being diverted elsewhere and sold off a lot of the time. So corrupt. Nothing is ever what it seems to be. Now, the Lord Ashcroft polls, the big polls in Britain, this is how the, the UK voted on Thursday and why. It says, vote to leave the European Union. Uh, on referendum day, he surveyed, this guy surveyed 12,369 people after they had voted to help explain the result, who voted for which outcome and what lay behind their decision. 
the older the voters, the more likely they were to have voted to leave the EU. See, they haven't had all the, they've, they've lived long enough to see the, the massive destruction in their nation. The destruction in their tax money, going to places that they, they'd never have, they, they don't get consent to, to you're, you better pay your, your tax money and you get, you get no say in where any of it is spent. Or what is spent on. In fact, you don't even get anything to see where any of it went actually. Anyway, nearly three quarters of 70% of the 18 to 24 year olds voted to remain, falling to under two thirds, 62% amongst 35 to 44s. Majority of those aged over 45 voted to leave, rising to 60% of those aged 65 or over. Most people with children aged 10 or under voted to remain. Fear, fear, fear. Most of those with children aged 11 or older voted to leave. Majority of those working full-time or part-time voted to remain in the EU. Most of those not working voted to leave. See? More than half of those retired on a private pension voted to leave, as did two-thirds of those retired on a state pension. Amongst private renters and people with mortgages, a small majority, 55% and 54%, voted to remain. Those who owned their homes outright voted to leave by 55% to 45%. And two-thirds of council and housing association tenants, renters, voted to leave. Because the folk in the country are not getting priority for their own houses to to rent them. They can't get them. A majority of 57% of those with a university degree voted to remain. Again, getting all the propaganda because a lot, most of the university now is nothing but massive indoctrination and propaganda and political correctness. And where you're supposed to think and what you're supposed to believe, and it works awfully well. I've given the, 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 the talks put out by psychologists behind it who admit it works awfully well on them. Yep. And it's easier to brainwash folk and it changes with rapidity with folk who are in that particular High, higher class of what they think is they think is the better educated. It's easier. They don't think so much for themselves. Anyway, it says sixty-four um, percent uh, of those with a higher degree, and more than four in five, eighty-one percent of those still in full-time education. That's the ones who, who thought they should remain. They're getting nothing but massive propaganda through the government institutions. Amongst those, uh, among those whose formal education ended secondary school or earlier, a large majority voted to leave because they're not getting the work. It's going to incomers. This has been mainstream for years, is what I'm saying here. I'm not making it up. Yeah, they might call you, hey, but you're not making it up. White voters voted to leave the EU by 53% to 47%. Two-thirds, 67% of those describing themselves as Asian voted to remain. As did three-quarters, 73% of black voters. Nearly six in ten, that's 58% of those describing themselves as Christian, voted to leave. Seven in ten Muslims voted to remain. See, the EU... (laughs) doesn't want anybody left that could be called a traditional Native Britain, British person, you say. They don't want that. They've been very vocal about it, and not just Britain. The AB social group, broadly speaking, professionals and managers were the only social group amongst whom a majority voted to remain. 
uh, 57%. CI uh, divided fairly evenly. Nearly two-thirds of C2DEs, 64%, voted to leave the EU. Then he goes on to give you how the parties divided, you see. The majority of those who backed the Conservatives in 2015 voted to leave the EU. That's 50%. As did more than 19% of the 20 uh, UKIP supporters. That's the UK Independence Party. Nearly two-thirds of Labour and Scottish National Party voters, 63%, and 64%, 7 in 10 Liberal Democrats and three-quarters of Greens voted to remain. Uh, and but Jimmy, these these professional politicians, lifelong professional politicians, uh, <laughs> they know wh- where their their butter comes from. Believe you me, and uh, they'll do what their masters say. And they want to stay in. As his party by LR, conservative leaders, because just over three out of every ten remainers and four in ten leavers. Uh, Leaver voters made up four in every ten remainers and two in ten leavers. And and he goes and breaks it down even further and further and further in in rankings and all the rest of it. Now here here it says too, it says, Overall, small majorities of voters thought the EU membership would be better for the economy, international investment and the UK's influence in the world. And that's what a joke that is. What a joke that is. That's what they've all been told. It's the mantra from the propaganda institutions. Since leaving the EU was thought more likely to bring about a better immigration system, improved border controls, and a fairer welfare system for the people in the country, I guess, better quality of life, and the ability to control our own laws, and uh, the next Conservative leader too. Because when Cameron is again, was put in there as a paid prostitute for his master's. He, he was, yeah. And he goes through all uh, further breakdowns and further. It's quite interesting, actually. If, and generally, they'll say these polls are pretty accurate, but get, who knows? Yeah. But at least uh, it does show you how different groups all saw out and in sort of stuff. And, uh, and I'll, see, I'll put all these links up, remember, uh, tonight's, no doubt about that. So that's a lot for you to read through. If you care... For yourself. Remember, you have to meet your own minds up on even the information that's put out. You have to meet your own mind up by what you know already, what your logic tells you, what your knowledge tells you, and you add to your knowledge, and what you've seen in your own lifetime. That's awfully important, folks. Awfully important. Remember, it's easier to indoctrinate you, as I've said, at university and college, because these are government institutions with primary massive PC propaganda. You see? But you're correct. Propaganda. And um, they've got no life experience. So they believe they're propaganda. But the folk who get a bit older have seen for enough years of their money getting sucked out, sucked out, and taxes going up and up and up. Uh, to a central banking system in the EU that's already had, and I've went through the, uh, over the years I've gone through the laws passed by them, 
uh, this totalitarian system where they just tell Britain, You'll, you better give her $200 million pounds today because we need it for beyond somebody else, and yada, yada. And you have to, you have to obey her else. Else what? They'll call you nasty names, you know. But you've watched your country go down and down and down and down until it's not your country anymore. And that's the intention of it, isn't it? Is that the intention? I'll also put up an article too by what they say about Sinn Féin, the Irish group, uh, calls for Irish unity poll as the Brexit fallout begins. So the deputy leader, Martin McGuinness, called on Friday for a vote to unite the two sides of the Irish border. As stocks tumbled, see again, they're already hitting them. Oh, they pull the money out, punish them, get the stocks tumbling, yada yada, you know. It's an unpolitical fallout from Britain's decision to quit the EU. If anybody starts doing dirty tricks like that in your country, even though, I say, that the folk in Ireland supposedly, so we're told, voted to stay in it, they're going to get another fear factor hit them to make sure that they cause enough stink to, to, to stay in it. That's what this is all about. See, you're not going to win by, by being goody-goody and giving the, a, a, the teacher an apple every day. Ireland has the EU's fastest growing economy, but also more to lose from Brexit than any other member state. That's because they're getting more handouts to big corporations, folks, in the country. And often, for a long time, Ireland is foreign-owned corporations that are owning, uh, that are getting the handouts. Yeah. Uh, Again, it's too much, the history is too much to go into, but look at it, look into it for yourselves. And then I'm going to go into... Scotland, and these strange folk that I've just witnessed from afar uh, getting into this pseudo-governmental system they call Scotland that's still totally left-wing, totally, completely, uh, and everything they've done seems to be, even the speeches they've made, have been for the end of a people called Scottish, as they've always been. But Nicholas Sturgeon, in, in, in this party that's supposedly got a say over Scotland, says, says second Scottish independence vote is highly likely. And, um, and that was to be expected too, because these are completely far-left, total integrationalists, eradication of the nation-state of Scotland. Just like um, I mentioned, I've read the articles from, remember, uh, the, the characters in, in charge of the EU over the years, in, including one, it was Dupuy or Dupuis, you call him. He, he was the head of it. And uh, Rompuy, it was one Rompuy. Uh, and he said, and I read the article from the European paper, Lauding his speech when he says it's the end of the, of the nation state. He says they're obsolete. Did they ask anybody in those countries, the ordinary folk, did they ever give a chance to ask them uh, if they had a say in this? Did, did they mind if they just got eradicated? Huh? And did they say, do you mind if this ultra dictatorial system? Dangerous system. Would they mind if they lorded it over everybody with 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 all kinds of of secret Stasi type system laws and so on and, and policing? 
for your thoughts and all that. Punishment. No. That's what folk are rebelling against. So anyway, Nicola Sturgeon, who sounds fishy to me, but did a second independence referendum. She said it was probably highly likely. And uh, she said it was democratically unacceptable that Scotland faced the prospect of being taken out of the EU against its will. I mean, if I remember right, the folk didn't even want to go into it to begin with. All the big corporations, again, just like Ireland, are foreign-owned. They get all the big massive handouts from all the different lobbyists, you see. Or they're all for them staying in. She said the Scottish government would begin preparing legislation to enable another independence vote, meaning to stay in the EU. And um, and again, how many of the votes were fudged there, even with their pencils? Eh? <laughs> so I'll put these articles up. You can read them for yourselves and, again, try and make your own minds up. But yet, understand, even though you don't live in, the, in Europe, uh, uh, here in North America or elsewhere, the fact is, this is a world agenda, folks. Dreamed up and born again by a, a, a clique that brought you communism, the Soviet system, the revolutions, mass slaughters, imprisonment of folk who, who tried to voice thoughts that had been condemned by those who ruled. The thoughts, that is. Then you were condemned, <laughs> eliminated for having a I asked a question. What are you in for? Well, I asked a question too. You're not allowed to ask any questions. You see. I don't care. If you want freedom of any kind, you should be allowed to ask any question you want to. And even lunatics have the right to ask questions without being punished. When, When a child... Being curious, naturally curious, as well. That's how we have science today, and we have all these different. And we can explain so much because we have natural curiosity. When you're, for, it's forbidden for you to ask, or a child to ask questions about anything. You're under an incredible tyranny, dangerous tyranny. I'm also going to put it up tonight, though. Um, or I might not. I might do it the next week. To give you a clue into how old this agenda is. Because you can go way back in history to the cliques who already ruled countries through the monetary system. Power. Power and influence, folks. You can't have it without money. Big, big money. Power. And it's true what Paul Craig Roberts said too with Washington using the whole of Europe now. Isn't it great? See, once you, once, once you as Mark said, once you centralize a system of different countries or states or whatever, and it's all one power base in the center, then it's far easier to get them all to obey when you pass a, a, an order or a law and they'll all, they'll all obey at the same time than try to go from to different areas or different nations and, and and debate with them to come to the same point of view as the, you want them to go along with. It's far easier when you when when that's impossible. When there's a centralized power, it's for power's sake, folks. Power's sake. Never forget that. Never forget that. 
and they can use all the wonderful, uh, you know, and, and very reasonable to the idealistic youth. It isn't until you're a bit older you see the massive corruption of those who gave you the idealism uh, that they were preaching when you were small, young. The same folk who, who, who brought you mass slaughter across a whole Soviet bloc and incredible torture, incredible torture and slaughter. And no records, there's no debates, no court, no, no. Just line them up, slaughter them. Shoot them in the back of the head, torture them. Incredible. Incredible. It's the same system they brought in there, you see. And you can hear by the rhetoric they've been using for years now as they step it up. The same, it's the same agenda. You can't say that. You can't think that. You can ask that question. You're chauvinist. You're racist. Whatever they can, whatever mantra they can try and shut you up with, rather than have, rather than debate the facts and the points that you're that you're trying to or questions you're ask, asking, that you know they'll just. That's what Lenin says. We shall win by slogans. You just shut them up by giving them a nasty name, and you've trained the whole population to to freak out when they hear that nasty name. You see, leper. Oh, leper. <laughs> You see. Now remember too, if your big systems run by the massive corporations that will never stand competition, that's another part of it. It's the same boys who literally have nothing but monopolies. And I'm talking about the club that owns all the monopolies of commerce and money and everything else. And now they've got the, they own the big club of nations, you see, and, and all the big club of the armies they can use and everything else. And the, the massive tax base to get their big agenda through, you know. They'll use all kinds of nice things to brainwash these. You know, we're, we're making modified food to help feed the world, says the big corrupt corporations that run it. And they've been paying off governments left, right, and centre to shut up about their investigations and what they found out about the, the effect on the human body and children and everybody else. That's the reality of, of the idealism. The idealism only works for the youth. Oh, if we, if we all live together and we're all nice, all wonderful, this, this appeals to the young, you see. And, and there's no nations to fight each other and, hey, You'll find, if you really dig into history, the big, big wars were caused by one group. One group. You think create what appears to be sides, but it's one group that ruled them all. I've gone through the history of, of even the historians of the, the one group who published it, a professor, Royal Institute of International Affairs, CFR, and how they would need world wars. You see? Well, if you need wars, you need to have create sides, don't you? To have the wars. And believe you me, the same people who planned it all profited from it. Massive money be made in, in war. Massive money. There's the same folk that, that bring you all the other things. We're, we're giving you poison food to help you. Well, for folk, you know, who are still in Britain, they better get on to this right away too. Fukushima Rice is to go on sale in UK for the first time since 2011 nuclear crisis. Huh. 
So the UK will become the third nation after Singapore and Malaysia and another couple of countries totally dependent on foreign money to commercially import rice from Fukushima since the earthquake and tsunami triggered a nuclear power plant meltdown March 2011. Still going on. They can't clear it up. The radiation fallout, remember, lasts, the half-life of some of this stuff is half a million years and stuff like that. Come on, come on. Now, a few years after this thing, in the, from the very area that happened in, it had the biggest parts of the fallout. They're going to, they're growing rice and they're going to sell it to people in the UK. Because the same bunch in Brussels and the rest, they love you. The same people love you, remember, Brussels, the EU. They love you all. And you better listen across the whole of the EU with this one because it's not going to stop with Britain. And the money they're getting from the massive lobbyists and take quite happily because they're utterly corrupt in the European Commission. It's paying them off well. But the UK will become the third nation say, after Singapore and Malaysia. The, the Fukushima rice called Tenno-Tsubu will undergo radiation testing. Oh, I'm sure it'll be awfully good. But they've already upped uh, the death doses, remember. Uh, the safe safe doses, you see. which were at, So the, the new safe doses of radiation are actually the old death doses. How can you possibly go along with the corrupt system that you have like this? Where they can change reality as it's happening. Remember, oh, so many sieverts is is deadly. And then they they upped it, they doubled it. No, no, it's now double that is safe, you see. Double that is safe. A new safe, a new normal. Oh, my God. And folk go along and accept it. And then they feed this stuff to their children and themselves. The first import will consist of 1.9 tonnes of rice sent to London by the National Federation of Agricultural Cooperative Associations. A farmers group, a big one, mind you, which will also be a big lobbyist at the EU in Brussels. And I wonder how many pockets were filled by politicians to get that one all through, right? Because that's how it really works, folks. And it'll be distributed through the TK Trading, the UK-based import company, to retail shops and shops and wholesalers across London, as well as eateries including uh, Tokimites or Might, a high-end Japanese restaurant in Bond Street, etc. Hmm. Uh, that's how the, the, the world really turns, folks. And that's what's running. That's that's what's turning the world. The utter corruption. Utter corruption of all those folk that do all these wonderful things and give you diseased food, GM food with all its poisons, all these massive monopolies because they want to feed the world. Honestly, that's why they do it. It's like Big Pharma that has medications that can save your life and believe you me, they'll take every penny you've got per pill to do so. You need it, we got it, ha ha. Because, and they work tirelessly to create these, because they love you, they want to help you. Do you understand everything and all marketing is lies and propaganda, dealing with the simplest of emotions, and it works incredibly well. 
now I have to just get on with things. As I say, I've got to try and get into town as fast as I can this week and get immediate things done. I've, literally for two or three weeks, I've been able to, unable to get into town and get things done. Because I can't, I just cannot sleep at night now. It's terrible. Anyway, um, I hope you've listened to what I've said. Um, and I'd really, I really would like a world where, where the average person can be deprogrammed to stand on their own feet and think for themselves. Do you understand? People talk about and all your mushy Hollywood rubbish that's nothing but the biggest predictive programming system the world's ever seen. It truly is. That's where all your thoughts and your emotions and how you should be and what you should say and what you should think all come from. Massive money, working with the Pentagon, too, to bring you all the wars you've had and future wars to come, to get you all ready for it, you see. With wonderful emotion involved and little humans' interest stories in the movie, so you'll relate to it. Perfect, perfect sciences. Do you understand that would be the biggest breakthrough the world has ever seen? Is having enough people who can sift through things and think for themselves without terror coercing them in to go the way that the bosses want. Wouldn't that be a miracle? From Hamish Marcel from Ontario, Canada, it's good night. May your God, your God, school with you.